Hello and welcome to UX Shortcast. Every day I handpick the hottest articles from the last 24 hours to bring you the coolest and most exciting updates. Get ready for a quick yet catchy snapshot of what's new and buzzing in user experience. Ready to get inspired? Let's jump in. Today, on January 5th, I have the pleasure of inviting you to another episode of UX Shortcast. In article number one, how effective data storytelling can allow you to design meaningful changes, Kai Wong explores the power of storytelling in the context of UX design. Wong shares a personal anecdote about the struggle to implement significant design changes based on user feedback and data. Despite presenting compelling facts and statistics, Wong's recommendations were often dismissed by his team. The article delves into the psychology behind this resistance, introducing the concept of the backfire effect, where people cling to their beliefs even when faced with contradictory evidence. This is attributed to the brain, perceiving such facts as threats to one's established worldview. Wong suggests that data storytelling, which combines the persuasive power of narratives with data, can be a more effective way to communicate and facilitate meaningful design changes. By framing data within a story, it becomes more relatable and less threatening, thus allowing designers to overcome resistance and drive home the importance of user-centric modifications. Wong's insights underscore the importance of storytelling in UX design, particularly when advocating for changes that are informed by user data and feedback. In article number two, titled Creator vs. Fabricator, A Different Perspective on Problem Solving, Luis Hermosilla delves into the nuanced roles of designers in shaping solutions. The piece, published in UX Collective, emphasizes the importance of designers not just in crafting visually appealing products, but in creating functional solutions that resonate with users and stakeholders. Hermosilla explores the concept of perspective in design, advocating for a deeper understanding of a designer's role in a project. He contrasts two types of designers, creators and fabricators. Creators are involved in the ideation process, aligning design with business objectives and broader challenges while fabricators focus on assembling the final product with a strong emphasis on their craft and tool mastery. The article encourages designers to seek a seat at the table, referencing works by Eric Chung and Doug Powell, and to assert their influence beyond aesthetics, positioning themselves as leaders who can contribute significantly to problem-solving and strategic decision-making. In article number three, titled, Less is Not More, Designing for People and for the Planet, Ida Person challenges the traditional design ethos of simplicity. She argues that minimalism, while aesthetically pleasing, can strip away cultural identity and creativity, leading to a homogenized world. Person points out that designs aiming for frictionless experiences often overlook the complex human and social systems that enable them, inadvertently increasing the burden on certain groups of people. Furthermore, she critiques the reduction of human experiences to simple stereotypes, as exemplified by universally recognized symbols that fail to capture the diversity of individual experiences. Person advocates for a shift from simplicity to expansion in design, encouraging the incorporation of boldness, cultural references, and an acknowledgement of life's inherent complexities to create more inclusive and harmonious user experiences. Boosting your accessibility skills is essential in today's design landscape, and the CPAC exam offers a pathway to do just that. In article number four, Ali Pascal shares her insights on the Certified Professional in Accessibility Core Competencies, CPAC-C, certification, a cross-disciplinary credential that validates foundational knowledge and accessibility. 
The exam covers disabilities, assistive technologies, universal design principles, and relevant standards and laws. Allie recounts her experience of integrating accessibility into her UX UI design work and how preparing for the CPACC exam expanded her understanding of inclusive design. She outlines the study resources and strategies she used, including Deca University's CPACC prep course, the IAAP body of knowledge, and additional materials like Quizlet and the 100 Days of A11i blog. The article also guides readers on how to apply for and schedule the CPACI exam, emphasizing the importance of continuous education and maintaining certification through continuing accessibility, education credits, KAX. For those unable to afford the exam, Ali encourages starting with simple web accessibility practices and becoming an ally in designing inclusively. Article number five titled, This Car Has the Worst UX on Three Wheels, presents a scathing critique of the 1951 Hoffman, a vehicle that embodies poor design choices. The author, Jason Kloss, describes the car's unconventional features, such as steering with a single rear wheel, an engine mounted on the steering wheel, a cramped and illogical cabin layout, and a series of quirky and impractical elements like a belt-operated window system and a fuel filler tube that obstructs the driver's view. Klaus uses the Hoffman as a cautionary tale, urging readers to recognize that bad design can emerge even in environments known for engineering excellence and to remain vigilant against such pitfalls in their own work. In article number six, titled Design System Resources for Designers in 2024, we're presented with a treasure trove of tools and knowledge for those looking to master design systems. The article begins by defining a design system as a framework of standards that includes reusable components and guidelines, aiming for consistency and efficiency in digital products. The author Godspower Ayoza Ebiawe then meticulously categorizes resources into several sections. For repositories, there's a list of places to find open-source systems and related tools. Articles cover a range of topics from the basics of design systems to measuring their success. A selection of books provides deeper insights into design system methodologies. Open-source design systems from major companies like Google and Microsoft are highlighted offering real-world examples to learn from. YouTube channels are recommended for visual learners who prefer to watch content about design systems. Lastly, the article encourages connecting with leading designers and communities to stay engaged with the latest in design system thinking. ABOA's piece is a comprehensive guide that not only informs but also connects designers to a broader community through social media links, ensuring they have a support system as they navigate the complex world of design systems. In My Year in Design 2023, article number 7, Pedro Canjena reflects on his experiences in the design industry over the past year. He discusses the value of the design process, emphasizing its role in fostering innovation and cost reduction through human-centered design, prototyping, and iterative testing. Canjena also touches on design management, stressing the importance of good listening, flexibility, and rapport building for effective leadership. The job market in 2023 is highlighted as particularly challenging, with many professionals struggling to find work post layoffs. Kanhenha advises designers to be prepared, maintain their portfolios, and manage their expectations when applying for jobs. He underscores the significance of self-education and staying informed about industry trends. Looking ahead, Kanhenha encourages resilience in the face of personal and professional setbacks advocating for informed decision-making and prioritization in one's work. He concludes with an Einstein quote on the value of lifelong learning, 
encapsulating the article's theme of continuous growth and adaptation in the design field. In the insightful article number eight, Developing Effective Interview Questions, Jasper Kenzie delves into the crucial role that well-crafted questions play in qualitative research. The piece, published on UX Planet, emphasizes the importance of clarity and open-endedness to elicit detailed participant responses. It guides researchers on aligning questions with their study's objectives and structuring them progressively to build on previous answers. Kenze also advises on avoiding bias through neutral language and pretesting questions, as well as adapting to the diverse backgrounds of participants with tailored and flexible probing. The article concludes with examples of exploratory and reflective questions, setting the stage for a deeper dive into conducting in-depth interviews in the next installment of the series. In article number nine, titled From Sketchpad to Strategy, Design Alchemy and Product Management, Pumika Ahuja shares her professional evolution from an industrial designer to a design strategist and finally to a product manager. She highlights the importance of customer centricity, detailing how user empathy transformed her approach to designing an ergonomic overcoat by prioritizing users' health and comfort. Ahuja also discusses how design thinking principles informed her product road mapping ensuring that user feedback and a holistic view of the user journey guided the development of a mobile application. Lastly, she emphasizes the role of empathy in stakeholder management, which helped her navigate diverse teams and align them towards successful product outcomes. Ahuja's journey illustrates the seamless integration of design strategy with product management, underscoring the significance of adaptability and continuous learning in creating successful products. In article number 10, titled Seven Apps and Websites I Use Every Day as a UX.UI Designer, Eleni Cheech shares her essential daily tools that complement Figma's capabilities in the UX.UI design process. For inspiration, she turns to Mobbin, which offers a vast collection of design examples and is updated weekly. Listna and Maze are highlighted for conducting user research, with Listna providing a comprehensive platform for usability tests and interviews, and Maze offering various testing methodologies. Typeform is recommended for gathering data through user-friendly surveys. When it comes to visuals and UI, fonts in use is a valuable resource for typography, offering real-world examples and detailed font information. DesignStripe is praised for its customizable illustrations that enhance presentations, and ParetteMaker is a go-to for creating harmonious color schemes. Eleni concludes by emphasizing the importance of these tools in achieving efficient and effective UX/UI design. In the insightful article number 11, Level Up Accessibility in 2024 with these four resolutions, Pratik Shah inspires us to adopt resolutions that enhance inclusivity. The piece begins by encouraging us to add captions and alt text to all visual content, highlighting the significant impact this can have for those with hearing impairments or who rely on screen readers. It then urges us to design physical and digital spaces with diverse needs in mind such as sensory sensitivities and mobility considerations, emphasizing the financial benefits of inclusive workplaces. The third resolution calls for amplifying the often overlooked voices of people with disabilities, noting the value of diverse perspectives in driving innovation. Lastly, the article champions proactive advocacy against exclusionary practices, stressing the importance of speaking up for accessibility. Shaw concludes by inviting readers to share the article and continue the conversation about accessibility, aiming to make it a trending topic of action in 2024. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to another dose of knowledge tomorrow.